This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Well done. Thank you so much. Really good. Really good tempo, I felt there. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's—I think all the emphasis was in the right places. You know, sometimes you find yeah. yourself going a bit Jeff Goldblum and and emphasising things that mm-hmm. other people don't don't emphasise. And uh, so mm. I um, don't really know where are we. And I then I don't want to be doing that. Who don't want to steal JG's act. I like the idea of strangest emphasis, people. Um, may I throw into the ring Christopher Walken? Oh, he's. Uh, I think oh, some yeah. actors. That's how they make themselves distinctive. Is emphasising the different. You know, it's different that's things. all I have. Well, yes. I may have mentioned this before, but it can lead to a faux pas. My friend Neil once um, ate a meal at my house that my wife had cooked, and when he finished it, he said, "I'll make something nice next time." But what Ooh. he meant was, "I'll make something nice next time." Did he though? He just got did he? It's all wrong. Did he, Al? Yeah. No, he really did. He was very embarrassed um, at his lack of emphasis. He got it all wrong. Oh. Anyway, don't forget this morning's text in. At what stage in history did sports people start getting disappointed? <laughs> Oh, yes. Because they used to be like, got in, or they used to say that was rubbish. But no, they don't say that was rubbish. They say you'll be disappointed with that. Well, maybe you won't be disappointed with it. Maybe he's a person who's decided, yeah, it's great to be a professional sports person. But, you know, you can worry too much about mistakes yeah. in life. Maybe that's it. Mm. So don't, don't impose disappointment on people. Just say that was rubbish. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'd be interested if anyone could come and up with a And they like date. to say in the press conference, Frank, I was like, so we fight on. Did I say that? I've heard that one a lot. It's quite Lampardian, that one. I used to like um, Jürgen Klinsmann when he played for uh, Spurs. If anyone uh, asked him a question to which he had a positive um, response, he'd say, oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I started saying it, but I realised I think it's a translation of natürlich, which um, as sort of naturally as as the... the, uh, yeah. The Germans say. Frank, you know the I, Germans. Can I kick off with a, a little mm. bit of praise, which is for you, but it's not related to this show, so I'm going to allow it. Okay. This is from Neil Moore. At my school, they taught. Neil Moore is one of the slogans of the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you chose that. Yes, I've cleaned that one up a bit. Yes. Um, hey, Mother! <laughs> can you hear me, Mother? Carry on. At my school, they taught hashtag poetry like maths, more interested in the meter than the emotion. Oh. oh. If only they had taught it with the passion... Frank, listen to this. Oh, here we go. And clarity of Frank on the radio in his brilliant podcast series... Frank Skidder's poetry mm. podcast, great accompaniment to a walk. Wow, that mm. is... Uh, what do you think? I think, oh, I uh, think that's amazing. Frank. There's only one uh, jingle that uh, that mm. can uh, that can uh, be used with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. No, that's great. Thank you so much. I love it. Wow. Um, oh, I went to see um, a revelation of the Daleks this week at the British Film Institute. It's a lovely you. event, no, you know. Kidding. It's like a family party. It's uh, just Doctor Is Who it? people gathered together. <laughs> when you say family. Like baby Daleks and stuff. <laughs> you know, you get things like interviews with Roger Lim from the Radiophonic Workshop. Okay. And um, I'm sorry I missed it. So I met afterwards, I met um, Colin Baker, um, who was the sixth, the Doctor, and his companion, Nicola Bryant. I was Can I ask excited. a question? Do you go, do you take a, does a friend go with you to this? Do you no. Go oh, um, OK. It's a sort of event where it's OK to go on your own. I would say it's mandatory. <laughs> um, and, but I was excited to meet them. Um, and um, Colin asked me why I wasn't getting him on Room 101. And I had to go through uh, the idea of that, that it was decommissioned um, about five years ago. 
Bit, Did he say, I've had this problem with Frank Muir and call my blood? <laughs> well, he had the problem with Doctor <laughs> Who, basically. That was given an 18 month, though, when he was doing it. So, um, so we shared decommissioned things. But I tell you, they made what I thought, and it was a great, it was a brilliant event. And like I say, I, I know, I was, I was excited to meet them. I got them to sign my action figures, but my action figures were still in the box, so they signed the cellophane. So you look through their autographs at their wow. images. I mean, pretty special. <laughs> am, I, am I adopting a strange facial expression now? <laughs> You're looking unsettled. I can't really give you direct eye contact. At the no, moment. I understand mm. that. I hope you understand. Anyway, I thought they made a mistake, um, the, uh, the organisers, which... Uh, and the makers. Yeah, and no, I don't... I, the they never make a mistake, but there was a thing which really caused a bit of a... Anyway, the thing that I thought was a bit like being at a family gathering and evil Uncle Charlie who got arrested in uh, 2012 turning up <laughs> was they had an interview... What's my uncle doing there? <laughs> <laughs> they had an interview with Michael Grade. Now, Michael Grade was the controller of BBC One who, who uh, dropped Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm a big and fan it, of his, actually. So it began... Um, <laughs> With them saying, you know, there's a lot of water gone under the bridge and all that. And then clips of him talking in a very... Um, there was no sort of, uh, yeah, looking back, I made a mistake. There's none of that. Very nonchalant. No, he was culpa. No. No, oh. she wasn't there. <laughs> um, and uh, they... Um, I bet the Hoovians were... I bet there was a... Was there a little bit of foie dieu descending? Well, I, I thought, well, that's a bit uncomfortable with it. Mm. Um... And then, um, and then I spoke to Colin Baker after. I said, "What did you think of the Michael Gray?" He said, "Oh, I was absolutely outraged," <laughs> which was great, and that's how I felt. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a bit of a slightly strange thing to do. I suppose it's not like at football where if somebody signs for the enemy, that the crowd and boo them on their return. Like it wouldn't have been right to boo Michael Grade, would it? I think it would have been all right. <laughs> I'll tell you something about Michael Gray. I mean, I've met him a few times. He's a perfectly nice bloke, as long as you don't bring up the subject to Doctor Who. He's a, he's a, he's a very interesting, right. got great showbiz stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he's one of those blokes who... This would be a good texting, I think. Public figures who have adopted a certain clothing that they wear all the time. Red braces. Red braces and red socks is Michael yeah. Grade. And who's the guy who wears oh. a white suit? He's a politician who always wore a white suit. Yes, I know exactly who you mean. Um, Do you remember him? His name is... Nic it's a, he's a Nicholas or a Tom. Is he? Mm. Oh, one of the two. Not the guy that was a newsreader yes. became a politician. He became a politician guy. and he wore a well, suit. Well, we didn't know it was a suit. We thought it was a jacket when he was a newsreader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Turned out he I got up. It was that. a suit. I think he's a Tim. I bet our readers will help us out. I feel he's a Tim. They normally are. John, Tim or Nicholas. I thought he might be a Martin. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah, he could be a Sorry. Martin. I got... That's the most excited I've been in a decade. It's like when Frank remembered Stylus. Oh, that was that was a special day indeed. <laughs> but just people who um, who uh, have bought into by wearing the same thing. I don't mean oh. on stage and stuff. I mean in life. I've got an right. answer for us. Okay. The white-suited our man in Havana. Yeah, man was Ruth Jordan, who's Ruth fast. Jordan. No. She's no. fast becoming one of our regulars. Oh, yes. One of my favourites. The Jordan. morning sun shone down upon the email of Ruth Jordan. Ruth Jordan <laughs> has the answer. Martin Bell. Martin Bell. That rings up. Anyway, yes. Very good. Um, Martin Bell. So anyone you can think of in... Uh, I, I listened to Radio 1 on the way in this morning and the DJ said, uh, and today's um, texting, what's in your handbag today? <laughs> and I thought, really? you know, I'm overthinking. I th I'm overthinking the textings. <laughs> yeah. What's in your handbag? Yeah. But um, I, I'm, I had to get out of the car before the responses started um, flooding in. But, um, I don't want to be good. At, what do you carry with you at all times? That's an unusual thing to carry. Oh, look! I went out with a woman. I've got some dog, dog toothbrush. Really? Yeah. All the time? Well, I just forget to take it out. And if you get an itchy back, 
I am. Uh, I went out with a woman yeah. who had a genuine um, security bl- uh, Linus from Charlie Brown security blanket, which she took everywhere. Oh, huh? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> you'll be disappointed with that. Absolute radio. So, um, oh, you know, every now and again, I come to this program with questions for the for the uh, readers, for mm. for Alan, and sometimes mm. for Emily. Now, here's yeah. my this week. My question is for Emily. Lovely. Um, it was my dog's birthday. Oh, this week. Now, one could argue, of course, that a dog has no idea of her chronology. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's a waste of time, but um, we were co- quite keen to get. Yeah. I tell you what, have you ever tried to get a dog to blow out a candle? <laughs> oh. It's almost. Um, they, they don't really blow dogs, do they? No. What do they do when they get hot food? <laughs> do, uh, but so why don't dogs have the blowing capacity? <laughs> You've never seen a dog go. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine some dogs could um, sort of drip a candle out with saliva. You know those oh, sort of runny no, mouth yeah. dogs. Oh, yeah. no, I wouldn't, have one, of those I wouldn't have one of those. I wouldn't. No, put my I mean, they look like a candle. Their mouths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buzz suggested like maybe tickling his nostrils with a feather, get a sneeze out of it, but we thought that was unkind. Oh. Anyway, did in you the get end, a cake then? We didn't get a cake. I love a dog. Cake. We got a cuddly toy. Um, for the dog. Oh, what sort of cuddly right. toy? Well, let's put it this way: it hasn't had much cuddling. <laughs> right. It's taken more the role of those um, d- dummies that they use for bayoneting practice in Dad's army. You know when you see Dad's <laughs> army preparing for. Uh, yeah, the dog is horrible. Like really, do you know they do that shaking thing like they do with their prey. My dog does oh, the yeah. shaking thing. Yeah. With his, he has a, fra- a Frankenstein monster doll. Does he really? Jonathan Ross gave it to him. Yeah. Couldn't it accidentally break a tooth on a bolt? <laughs> no, it's a plush toy. Oh, it's plush. Yeah. Uh, okay. A Frankenstein <laughs> monster. I could. Im- I imagine bits could fly off that during shaking. I mean, they're only, dang- bit, they're only have... dangling by nineteenth um, century cotton. <laughs> I have a video of it, which I I might put up. Yeah, I think that'd My be dog good. Shaking his head at Frankenstein. Yeah, I think that I'd, I'd like to see that certainly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I like. So it's it's good. I, I like to use you guys as a resource. The other thing I wanted to ask, um, I remember Emily and decided against it. Oh dear. Was really posh, expensive perfume. Does it taste nice? Because I remember from my er, my early days of dating that if you happen to um, lick the neck of someone wearing cheap perfume, it was as bitter as the... It was so bitter. Yeah. I can't tell you. I'm guessing mm. that if you go for an expensive perfume, it tastes like um, bergamot. Mm, lovely. <laughs> well, you are, you are absolutely correct. Because Am I? Well, you're correct that bergamot is used in a lot of high-end fragrances. Oh. And if a fragrance is used with uh, formaldehyde... Right. You've, am I getting a bit technical here? No, no, that's, isn't that what um, Damien Hirst puts animals in? <laughs> yes. Well, there's, it's not... I think it's aldehyde, it's called. I think it's a different form of it. OK, But if, right. for example... It's sure it's not rawhide, the 1960s uh, Western <laughs> no, TV aldehyde. series. It's okay. aldehyde, so let's call it... So, if you... Ha- a Chanel perfume contains a lot of aldehydes, which are chemical... I mean, it's getting a bit technical now... I think Chanel, I don't want to advise anyone to do this, but I suspect Chanel would taste nicer. Oh, OK. Then maybe, um, do you want to name an example? Well, I mean, Charlie. <laughs> high um, karate. But, yeah, exactly. No, not high karate, I don't think. But that was, um, I don't know if people even lick necks anymore. It's probably an old-fashioned ritual. You're an old-fashioned guy. Yeah, I mean, I haven't licked a neck. neck. Oh, God, I haven't <laughs> licked a neck since, uh, since I, ate, I ate a raw chicken for a bit. But, um, no, it's, uh, it, it really tasted... Oh, I can't tell you how bad it tasted perfume. Yockety yock. Oh, dear. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've just heard from King of the Giants. You've been asking... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, who is the king of the giants? <laughs> it was me. This is a, it's a tough question. King of the giants says yeah. um, really unusual item. You know, mm. you were asking. Like I always have a Vic inhaler with me at all times. 
Do you? Yeah. Wow. You know, the ones just actually stick up your nose. I know. I'm just yeah. finding that very alluring. I used to do one. I had Ooh. one, the label had come off, so it was completely white. And oh, I used God, to do, it's even more alluring. I used to do a prop joke where I stuck it in one nostril. And then uh, I, I said, this is my elephant impression. So I'd stick it in one nostril and say, oh, God, here come those ivory hunters again. <laughs> and uh, I had to stop That's doing so it because I think it, was, it fell into political disuse. But anyway, what does what does the King of the Giants carry? Can I just say that is so you? Because yeah. when you were on my podcast, we, we were walking along and you suddenly produced a pipe yeah. from your pocket. It doesn't really work on an audio. <laughs> no, but you did it. Because <laughs> I did it for you, man. I know you sort of really wanted to make this joke. And I remember as I left that day, I thought, it's so amazing that he thought, I'll put that pipe in my pocket and then I can use it for a joke. Well, I think that's... I love uh, it. Boz does it now. He carries props for, for gags. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, King of the Giants, mm. re-unusual item, mm. a Mont Blanc pen. Mont Blanc. Most oh. people have access to a pen, but a Mont Blanc is unusual. I'm sure Miss uh. Emma agrees. Uh, Frank Skinner, any thoughts on that? Well, when you did the Parkinson show... Mm. You um, you get a Mont Blanc pen with Parkinson um, embellished. Oh, well, we start with the pen theme, hasn't he? Oh, I know he loves a pen. <laughs> yeah. If he's not giving them to the elderly, he's giving. Well, actually, still another example of him giving them to the elderly. The fact that I got one, but yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know where it is, me Mont Blanc Parkinson. I must check it out. But it was, I love it, anything free. I love so much. <laughs> I can't tell you. The thrill of it. You know, it's better than getting money for stuff, is, is, to, uh, is to get uh, that kind of gift. I'd, I'd have really settled into the barter system. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the barter system when you exchange goods? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's at a swap shop. Yes, exactly. It's like a multicoloured swap shop, but you know, in order to live. Yeah. What's happened to Noel Edmonds? Have you heard from him recently? No, I haven't oh, seen okay. him since I saw him carrying a holdall across the car park in the flats I lived in at about uh, six in the morning. Did you? Yeah, I think he was staying on a mate's sofa because he'd had some sort of uh, he'd had a falling out with someone. It was a long time ago. Absolute radio. I think, yeah. <laughs> That's good gossip, if nothing else. He was just shouting at the moon, I'll have um, a, a new car and uh, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't mind a Mars bar if you could get one to me quickly. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We've had an email. Um, uh, sorry. No, uh, no. I'll continue, though. I think you'll be interested. It's an email entitled Dog Blowing Candles. Oh. Which is something that you've near I enough hope, asked for. I hope this is... In your uh, own way. I hope this is clean. Uh, <laughs> dear Frank, I taught my dog Billy to bark on command uh, and they put in brackets, speak, with an exclamation mark. So oh, OK. Obviously, they're, um, that's the command. I hope Billy isn't listening now and barking as I did that. Um, and managed to get him to bark out a candle on his birthday a few years ago. Um, mm. So it can be done. That's I hadn't Michael. thought of barking as the... Because I can make our dog bark fairly easily, I think. Well, there you go. Next year's birthday. Oh, I've got a year. Uh, I remember that. Oh, I remember. You're my age. You can't be planning a year ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you could start the practice now. Though, yeah, maybe, like maybe we can start working at it. Some people have very yeah. big celebrations. Some people have throw parties for the, for the dog. For the dog, yeah. I mean, Too it's much money. It's difficult <laughs> with the dog parties because how do you know whether the dog really likes those people? Yeah. I mean, they don't mm. have any say, these people coming in. Food, you're safe with food. <laughs> I got the dog a new collar because there isn't much you can get a dog in the way of outfits. Don't contradict me on this, Sam. Um, but obviously the dog, what's the dog think? Nothing. They don't think. They don't think. I know, but all the same. A new collar. I mean, come on, mate. So it's, bit, it's very practical, that. I tell you what, I've mm. been... 
doing with the, the, the dog is that I stop... There's a drinking fountain near me. I love a drinking fountain. Whenever I use a drinking fountain, I feel like I'm at the Great Exhibition in 1851. Oh, it feels like a contraption. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And when I drink from the drinking fountain, the dog drinks from the sort of drainage area underneath. It's a lovely communal oh, nice. thing. And it reminds me of... Um, my mum told me many years ago not to drink directly from the tap in the oh, kitchen yeah. to, to, to fill a cup and drink you, water out of it. You need to be told that. Yeah, well, look, I don't want to go get too dark on this, but when, you drink, when you're a heavy drinker, often in the morning your hands are shaking so much you wouldn't risk a, a crystal glass. Um, oh. So you drink straight out the tap. But my mum used to say that sometimes slugs come out of the cold water tap. <laughs> and if you're drinking, you'd see that in the cup, but if you're drinking direct, you'd just consume it. That's not true, is it? Yeah. I believed it for years, and I was casually talking to someone, like an intelligent person, probably a couple of years back. And I said, well, there's that thing, isn't there, with... Because um, they were on about these boiling um, taps and that. And I said, is that thing when sometimes slugs come direct? He said, what are you talking about? I said, and I, and I realised I'd never... I'd just accepted <laughs> that my mum was speaking <laughs> factually, that sometimes slugs come out the cold tap. Where's the worst place you found a slu slug? Mine is um, under a Dalmatian's... Uh, you mouth area. You're sure a spot hadn't dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> I slept next to a railway line once whilst drunk and went to the pub the next day and I had a waistcoat on. And you know those front pockets where you put your thumb? <laughs> I reached in there and there was a slug. This story's grim. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what, what have you believed? What have you believed for a long period of time and then discovered... Is I don't want any people who I don't want any atheists on, just anything you believe, <laughs> believe that, that you always thought was correct. Apostates. I'll give you. Have I got time for one more? Very quick. No, I haven't. Uh, no. I'll give you. There's a musical one which I'll tell you after this, which I only discovered oh. recently. Oh, I wish we could hear it now. It, it's uh, it's Muppet based. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Anyway, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Sorry, I, I felt I mumbled those. Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Okay. Mm, mm, well done. Mm, thanks. I enjoyed it. You've, um, you've got several uh, radio texting plates spinning, if I may put oh, it Oh, like I that. think I left a slight cliffhanger as well. Something that I oh, believed... Something I believed for years and only recently discovered wasn't true. Um, Robin, mm -hmm. the um, nephew of Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you know Robin? Uh, Had a hit single. Yes. And, um, I never thought he quite worked, if we're going to be brutally no. honest. But anyway. And only recently, my son, this is how I discovered it. My son um, said, oh, I, I, paint, I did a painting of, um, Ro of um, Robin. <laughs> and I said, why didn't you do Kermit? You know, go, go to the source. He said, oh, the, I hadn't, the green I had was a bit too dark for Kermit. And I said, what are you talking about? They're exactly the same. They're probably cut from the same felt. <laughs> and then when I looked it up, Robin is distinctly darker. He's sort of olive green compared to Kermit. Oh, oh Who knew? Oh. So anyway, I was utterly, utterly convinced that the song is called Halfway Up the Stairs. Halfway up the stairs is the stair where I sit. Right? It's mm. actually called Halfway Down the Stairs. Oh. And it's only in the second verse that he says halfway up the stairs. It's a development on down oh, the up. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's really subtle. I like the way they've done that. But I was certain it was called halfway up the stairs. Frank, yeah. Can we just uh can I just ask you something? Robin is the nephew. Yeah. So we don't do we any I mean, it's a bit Davros-like um, with Kermit. We don't see the interior life of the man. Well, I think the idea is he left, didn't he, to get to to oh, pursue dear. show business. 
So it's it's amazing that Robin's <laughs> turned up, really. But I'm imagining there's a, there's a well, there's it's a not whole amazing. Family. If someone does well in the family, I think you'll find the relatives oh, will come running. Yeah. Well, look. I mean. Yeah. Um, Sid in Ice Age, I think it was Ice Age 3 or something before we met his relatives, and they were cynical opportunists. Mm. I felt for I him. Mean, I'm not saying it's a searing indictment on my own career, but my family are fleeing rather than coming out of the woodwork towards me. Oh, talk to me about it. <laughs> oh, come on. So what have, what have we heard from... Do you want the outside world jingle? If you like. Outside world, outside world. Oh, the outside world. Oh, and smell the rum. <laughs> well, one of the least palatable textings that we've got going is, um, where's the strangest place you've ever found a slug? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, Can I um, say it? Radio 1 texting this morning, what's in your handbag? <laughs> Maybe exactly. we could combine these two. <laughs> Maybe a crossover, yeah. Um, 392 has texted, Hi team, I once found a slug fast asleep in my ear the next morning whilst on exercises with the army. I thought one ear felt warm. <laughs> That's from Lagging, that was lagging. Oh my word. Yeah. Oh Like man. I say, it's a weird texting and, um, and quite a lot of it is stuff like that. <laughs> I'm glad it ended with whilst on exercises. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar, it's a similar uh, story to me um, sleeping next to the railway. I wonder if slugs then seek warmth in the night, I yeah. suppose we all do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they don't like the salt. That's all I know about them. <laughs> That's my slug knowledge out there. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, um, outside worldy? Yes. Uh, we've had some more tweets, haven't we? Uh, I, I do apologise. Texts. We, we have... Um, well, I'm just going to step away from slug texts mm. uh, and 704 has texted with what I think is a good joke yep. surely you take a companion to a Doctor Who film screening very good but there's already one there so I, I, that was uh, it you that's from rabbits they say it should have called it a slog fest oh. which is what oh, they yes. call a, a, a baseball game when there's lots of uh, home oh. runs I was thinking pugilism like slog fest when people are you know, belting each other. Oh, I think it. I think it refers to baseball if there's a lot of big hitting. But you know, yeah, I've been wrong before. Twice, I think, actually Both twice. Work. Ultra Magnus wants to know: Was Frank able to buy the dog collar with his S and M community loyalty card? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I should have given him one of my old ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, they, they stink the Colin, uh, again, avoiding, sorry Al uh, no. again avoiding the slugs we've had um, 222 text um, morning Frank I'm sure you are not responsible for admin but I'm listening through the Absolute Radio app and at 8 and 9am the lady has helpfully given me tomorrow's weather do you think your people could have a word and see if she might tell us what the weather is like today as I'm going out with the dog later? But I mean, Phrase the, redacted, of course. The whole notion of forecast is to look mm. into the future, isn't it? It's mm. gone too far, though, hasn't it? It's gone too far. I've if been thinking... This afternoon and you're getting tomorrow. I've been thinking about this because my, um, my son is playing uh, George Merriweather in a school play about um, the Victorians. George Merriweather being the inventor of the Tempest Prognosticator, one of the first weather predictors, which didn't have slugs but did have leeches. Mm. And the idea was um, if it... If there was damp in the air, they're in these these jars. The slugs think, "Oh, oh it's raining. Let's get. We better get out of these jars, or we're going to drown." Mm. So they climb to the top, and uh, a bell rings, and so that tells you when it's going to rain. Very clever. That's clever, isn't Can it? Can I tell you a sweet story about George Merriweather? Please do. He assembled these jars, um, see-through jars, in uh, in a circle, so the slugs could see each other. Because he said he didn't want them to experience solitary confinement. <laughs> I think that's very decent of him. You know, not not slugs, leeches, by the way. Sorry, we're getting slugs and leeches mixed up. You never hear of a leeches fest. Yeah, how do you, do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> what else? We've had some uh, 
other well well we've had a few other people getting in touch into uh, telling us what they're carrying with them okay uh david martin hmm? he's he says an ice cream scoop what well, he always carries an ice cream Ice well, cream I, scoop. I think I don't know if he's saying he always carries or is it in his bag at the moment. Okay. I'm not quite uh, sure. Um, is he? A, I think I might have to see some proof. Is he a shoplifter <laughs> in uh, ice cream <laughs> parlours? Just lean over, <laughs> just lean over the perspects and take one out. <laughs> I wow. always wanted one of those when I was a child. Did you? Do, do ice cream yeah. scoops yeah. have the have the guillotine blade like um, mashed potato scoops at school? Oh. They used to press the thing and it would come round. And... Do you know that's a what lovely action that? Oh, it's a great oh. invention. That should. Have been delicious food stuff as well. What, mashed potato? Mashed yeah, potato, like ice cream, I'm happy with all that. I'd eat <laughs> yeah. both together. I'm really glad we know that. Pardon? <laughs> I'm really glad we know that now. Good. <laughs> I'm here to share knowledge. That's one of my jobs on this show. What's in your handbag? <laughs> share with you this from Paul just Paul I don't know if he's uh, connected with the bakers okay but you were asking people what they had in their handbag at this point or you know it doesn't have to be an actual well, no, queen's handbag there was what they a, carry with them the radio one text in this morning was what, what what's in your handbag yeah. mine was is there a thing which you carry with you all the time which we might be surprised by I don't mean like you know my keys mm. I mean something you think Ooh, mm. why was you carrying that all the time mm. yeah well I like Paul I think Paul sounds like he could be part of the gang okay I've carried this cutting from our local newspaper that, that is the sort of thing I'm after. <laughs> in every wallet I've had for the past 25 years. Wow. Well, if it's if it's wallet <laughs> transfer status, <laughs> I mean, that's what we're after. Here it is. It's a small ad in the days when one would find these things more yeah. commonly, the sort of buy and sell thing. Camping equipment, it says, is a little subheading. Camping gas stove... Gaz, G-A-Z. Right. Twin burners plus gas bottle. Previous owner, Vic Wilson, manager of world-famous heavy metal rock group Rush. (laughs) (laughs) £12. Oh, it's got everything. (laughs) It's got celebrity. It's got the idea that you you might pay a bit extra because it was owned by Vic Wilson. I'm very what manager of world famous heavy metal rock group. They were big rush. I'm not. That's one aspect of it. I'm not questioning. Paul, you're in. It's great. I I wonder how many times... Remember I used to say to you, if ever conversation flagged, I used to start talking about the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) I I reckon Paul has got this. The way people do with their phones now. Yeah. Whenever Mm -hmm. Paul's hit a bit of dead air, he said, uh, I'll show you something. (laughs) And he's got out the old uh, Vic Wilson. What I like is the, uh, the idea of Vic Wilson, guys, sitting there... Do you think maybe he chatted to his wife or a colleague and said, what do you think? I mean, is it over-egging the pudding? Yeah, should I mention <laughs> me or should I actually just put it out? And they say, no, you get another two quid. Put your name on it. <laughs> it's the difference between a tenner and twelve feet. Pardon? I said it's a, a difference. His, his earring's gone, ah, Vic, because of all that work with Rosh. <laughs> and then I reckon maybe a friend um, might have pointed out, the problem is world-famous... Well, no, Rosh, you're very, well Yeah, but if you have to point that out, there is a problem with that. You could just say Rosh, yeah. yeah. It's like whenever I see... Um, I read a thing recently about um, Jack Thorne, my, uh, my brother-in-law, and it said in that um, his family includes uh, um, his girlfriend, sister, and her partner, the comedian <laughs> Frank Skinner. And I thought, here we are. People are... Have, I have to come now with a footnote to explain who the hell I am. <laughs> Oh, sigh. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
This is still Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, we um, had um, from Paul there a thing about he used to carry a newspaper clipping in his wallet. For years, I carried a business card <laughs> I'd been given. And, and sadly, I can't remember the name of the lady who gave it me, but it, it was something like Sheila Hadfield. <laughs> and it said, Sheila Hadfield, um, Miss UK 1958. <laughs> and then it said, um, Friend of the Craze. I no. thought, wow, what a business card that is. I love it. Well, yeah. similarly, I had uh, Nigel Farage's business card for many years. Oh, Didn't did you? you? What's his um, bill matter? <laughs> what does he say under Nigel Farage? I can't remember. I'll have to get it out. It's in here. So I think it's he might not. Ha- not everyone has one. You know. I think it was just. Uh, it was just. It was definitely raised. Oh, was it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. He went for the the raised and embossed. Wow. <laughs> So it would be I think possible. It was quite simple. It said something like, I don't remember what it said, but it had the mobile on it. I might ask him if you'll send me one so I can do a brass robbing of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if he's gone embossed. Um, does, um, does Bruce Springsteen um, get things embossed? I <laughs> having his name oh, on them. Oh, oh love good. it. Love it. Oh, boys, I need to talk to you about the Tower of London. Okay. Okay. Oh. I, I get alerts through. This is yeah. all the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I get all the medieval fortress updates through on my phone. Uh, have you heard about the moat they're planning in the Tower of London? Mm. Oh. They're doing this as part of the Jubilee celebrations. Yes. Platinum, is mm. it, dear? It's um, platinum, yeah. Oh, lovely. It's got platinum. <laughs> the Queen's gone the platinum. Queen, the Queen's finally gone platinum. God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. A bit like a world-famous heavy metal rock group Rush. No doubt they were What's platinum. that? There's, there's a gold... Co- you know the um, death television, which is basically adverts on daytime, which is all about death, paying for your funeral and all that. But they also oh. advertise ceremonial gold coins. <laughs> and they had oh. one for the Queen's uh, platinum. And it, the, the slogan on it is something like... Unbreakable dutifulness, or something like that. It's a really like grand. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to get it on a t shirt. I like that. Mm. I've got most stuff on a t shirt over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the idea with this is that they, because they did a brilliant thing for Poppy Day. Do you remember that? All those ceramic poppies. I went to see that. It looked, I mean, gobsmacking. Yeah. But this time they're going to do, have a big slide, which I doubt the Queen will be using. (laughs) Oh, I hope Lost of the summer wine. (laughs) I remember they had a slide at Tate Modern, a big slide, like a big tube that you went down. So Mm. I went on it and you got like elbow pads and, and a protective and I, got, <laughs> and I just, I went down it and I started r- rattling. Oh, it was terrifying. My hat came off. When I got no. to the bottom, I, like, I landed in a, th- in a, in a, th- in a lump. And, I, and my, I could see through the see-through tube. My hat was still... Someone would come down and then land on my hat as a sort of break. Oh, uh, it's a really undignified... What items have you lost on? I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. Well, it wasn't my hat. It was a protective <laughs> was a hat. That was my protective hat. <laughs> yeah, it had one job. Yeah, exactly, and it didn't stay on. Like, we put... When Boz was a baby, well, well so about six months, we put him on a slide for the first time. I, I was at the top and cat was at the bottom and I let him go and all the way down his head went started oh. just banging in front of him, and he was crying oh, and no. it's you're on a slide there's nothing you have to wait till the bottom it was terrifying <laughs> I don't know what long term damage we did but oh bad parents oh, bad parents <laughs> I can still hear it oh Frank please oh, don't say oh, that oh man <laughs> anyway slides through the ages Frank Skinner The Tower of London slide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the moat. So the moat's going to be filled with flowers, apparently, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an extreme yeah. sport for people with high fever. <laughs> <laughs> you go down the slide into a, a mass of flowers. 20 million quid's worth, can I say? 
That's 20 million ridiculous. pounds worth of flowers. That's not possible. There isn't 20 million quid's worth of flowers in the world. <laughs> oh, excuse me, have you been to Elton John's house? I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, can I just say, best response ever. Right. As a spectator, I really enjoyed that interaction, guys. Oh, yeah. fun. I was very proud of him. It would have been great if they had that slide in the days of the executions at the Tower of London. Now. The idea that you could just come straight in onto the block out the slide. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, I mean, so he's right, the block's I mean, right there with the axe to try and get you in midair. Okay, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, everyone. Prank. Maybe I've got a gloomy outlook on the no, news. No, no, no. no. I take that back. I'm not sure this is the time in life to repurpose a moat. I think keep it as a moat. Get some water in there and um, have the um, putrid the open security. sewer. Yeah, get the queen. Yeah, get the queen back at the Tower of London. I like the days yeah, when it was not? a putrid open sewer, and yeah. I do remember them. Good times. Mm. <laughs> Still, uh, some brilliant stuff at the Tower there. What beef eaters? Mm. Yeah, the. Uh, so, St. Thomas More cell where he was kept in. Oh, here we go. Yeah. When you say brilliant. <laughs> oh, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I didn't just imagine a review with five stars. Brilliant stuff. Who's the bloke? He was, he was in prison there and he had been... Uh, the bloke? Yeah. I think he, he'd been a champion of Mary, Queen of Scots and he got in prison there. Oh, and okay. he wrote on the wall about not yes. trusting anyone because he'd been... And it's like graffiti that goes on and on and it's carved into the wall. You can tell he was in there for a while, but still there. Brilliant. I like him. He sounds like an, an OG bit of a git. Well, I think he's a bloke who thought, you know, I'm going to be remembered with this. When he has been. Tremendous. I do find my problem with this slide is I worry about potential problems from poor behavioural choices. Of mm, okay. people descending on the slide. Mm. I see stag parties mm. um, and hens. Naked people. Yeah. <laughs> Very I, tempting. I just see some bad behaviour. Uh, could you do a slide naked? Would you just keep <laughs> gripping? I've never, you see, I've never liked, I, I, I never liked, I loathe slides. Oh, okay. We're talking about the yeah. tubular st- style now, aren't we? Yeah, those, oh, I'm talking. Well, any sort of slide. Slides. I'm talking about the old shop. Remember yeah. in the old shops where they used to put a message <laughs> in a little container and then send it down a big long slide? That's it's a like shoot. That. That's oh, a yeah. shoot. Oh, I think this is a that shoot. Is a shoot. Oh, I th- well, well, I don't no, think... I think this is a slide. It, has it not got a top on it? I don't think it's got a top on oh, it. Oh, I thought it was tubular. I don't think it's a shoot, Frank. That's okay, the rubbish. Yeah. Well, I think it's more platformy. Is there, element of, is there an element of flume? Is there any flume aspects so. to it? I don't think we've got any flume. Oh, man, I can't, I can't it's get like, my head It's around. become like Guess Who, but for slides. I something. thought it was like when you see builders working in an, in, in a, in an upper floor on the house and they have oh. those things that go straight into the skip. You know, those oh, big tubes. Okay. I scaffolding. Oh, yeah. I, no, I'm on about there's like a big tube they All have right. that they put stuff <laughs> down. Right. It's not scaffolding. Still on response. If people Sorry start putting up scaffolding. <laughs> if they start putting up scaffolding. Scaffolding at the tower, the Queen will get a bit nervous. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. Yeah. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Think about this slide <laughs> in the Tower of London. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, do the beef the eaters, who I j'adore, by the way, oh, yeah. do mm-hmm. they get any say in this? This is their home, and they're going to have oh, well, slide falls ruin it also, interrupting. Uh, I, I think it would be quite watchable to see them arrive to work by slides. <laughs> with, their yeah. hats have a strap, I believe, so, you know, they're prepared for it. There you I go, know, Frank. What Sounds if, up your straws. What if they snagged the garter? <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> I had a bad, uh, a bad situation with a, a beef eater. Do you remember that? When I went to St Thomas More cell, you said, does anyone have any questions? And I said, yeah. When they took, he told us that they took away Thomas More's um, writing and reading materials. Right. Mm. I said, how long was he left without any writing or reading materials? He said, oh, I don't know. 
And then he just put right. the light off in, in the place and we all had to file out. I mean, it was really rude. <laughs> Nasty beefy. They can be a bit tricky, but they don't... Do, I don't understand. Is there, what is their exact relationship to the raven? Are they the sort of... Is it a sort of Bill Sykes and Bullseye? Well, the idea is if the, if the ravens leave the tower, then I think... Um, England will fall is the uh, is the oh, thing, dear. but I think the beef it just could go. <laughs> May I remind you is why it might need a moat if England's oh, going to yeah. fall. I want a line of oh, defence. It's, it's, that it's, it's not going to stop a raven leaving, is it? <laughs> no, but a raven. They have sacked ravens in the past. Have they? Yeah, they, I, they can yeah. be sacked for its conduct unbecoming. Oh, okay. Of a raven. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If they start acting like a crow. What is unbecoming conduct for a raven? (laughs) Yeah. If it got (laughs) COVID-19. I mean, come (laughs) on. Come on, everyone. (laughs) Applaud at home. (laughs) Those of you who got it. Yes, you, Steve. Those of you who get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There won't be that many, will there? Or the elite few. So that these hard to get your COVID nineteen. <laughs> so the, these flowers, they're from Sheffield University. Are they? And yeah, and there's twenty nine different species, and it says they've they've planned it so that all these they all bloom. There'll always be some blooming. That's how they've planned them out. They've said it took a lot of precision planning to do. And I thought, isn't it just like making sure that the spuds and the chicken are cooked at the same time? It's not that difficult, is it? It's not. But on a large scale, And there's no-one in London that can do it. They've had to go to Sheffield. (laughs) Sheffield. Uh, Dave, they want us to uh, do some flowers. Uh, 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 oh, I don't know when they bloom. Anyone now? Leave someone up north or no? <laughs> By the way, bet sensibly. That's yeah. Thanks for your nuance, Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have Cockney there. Cockney horticulturalists there <laughs> on absolute radio. Yeah. Pearly king and queen. <laughs> Oh, I love a pearly king and queen. Well, you say that, but when was the last time you saw one IRL? No, they don't um, really. I think they're still out there. Are they? Yeah. I haven't seen one for a long time. It was a pond, wasn't it? Because weren't they from Pearly? I think they're from Pearly, the area, but they wear pearl buttons. So the pearly kings is a kind of a. You know, no one loves a pond more than. But what's the vowels are all messed up? What, pearly? Yeah, why have they changed? Are you sure that's right? I'm not certain, no. I mean, I like it. I'm happy to believe it. I mean, when's the last time I did Wikipedia, pearly (laughs) kings and queens? It's going back a bit. There is an area of London called Pearly. You'll back me up Oh, that's true. No, but where's that? Very south. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're from... They're always from the south, these... um, EastEnders. Cockney subcultures. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get them up north, let's face it. <laughs> not not north of the river. Anyone knows what the pearly kings are called? Uh, pearly kings and queens are called the pearly kings and queens. And why do they have pearls sewn on their clothes? Well, I think it, they're mm. from pearly originally, and it's a pun on that. Oh, really? But I could Sounds be. believable, that to me. Yeah, I like mm. it. As a, even as a lie. I like it's good. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, I You know, like there are some it. lies that are just rubbish, but I think if, even if that's a lie, I'm quite pleased with it. <laughs> Its feasibility is uh, mm-hmm. is exciting to me. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Do you know when friends show you things on their phone and they yes. say, oh, look at this? You know then that you're letting them down on the conversation front. Well, it's normally dogs or, oh, this was funny, oh, look at this meme. Do you want to know what Frank Skinner just showed me on his phone? It was uh, the Tempest Prognosticator. Which is the, oh. a Victorian machine for predicting the weather. I mentioned it earlier. It's, le- yeah. it's leech-fuelled. Yeah, I love it. I love that you showed me it's that. It's a beautiful thing. You know, there are certain things that you see in the Science Museum that you feel should be in, in the art gallery. Mm. At Birmingham right. Science Museum, there was a bottling machine that put the tops on bottles. Mm. And I always thought that was a work of art. Anyway. We have some news, don't we, Al? Regarding I heart news. The pearly <laughs> oh, kings and queens. Oh, the pearly kings and queens, yes. Al, do you want to do the honours? Yes. 
Uh, I'm happy to. 905 has texted, uh, the pearly kings and queens weren't from pearly. Oh, <gasps> Ouch. It started with a man called Henry Croft who used to sew pearl buttons to his clothes and collect money for charity. Mm. And and he was then known as the Pearly King. Um, okay. That's from Kit. Slightly disappointed. Yeah. Now, that it's, it's, not the, pearly it's not as good place, as my and, lie. Well, slightly no. disappointed. The thing Frank just completely made up. Yeah. Yeah. To have no truth. Well, I got the pearl buttons right. Mm. But yeah. Pearl. Speaking of. Um, Things that are made up. You asked earlier uh, what you were told that you believed. Do you remember that? You, you um, yes, it was. That's um, one of the texts. Sl- slugs, com- slugs coming down the car water tap was the, the yes. basis for it. Uh, another e.g. might be that years ago we were walking along the street and my wife and I passed a heavily tattooed man who had just a singlet on and it was quite a cold day. And I said he hasn't got much on, and she said tattoos keep you warm. And oh. she was joking, but I believed it for ages, not realising that she was joking, because ah. it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Loads of tattooed people don't wear a shirt. so I suppose anyway. it is a very thin cover to your skin. <laughs> yeah. 156 has texted, uh, Frank, read what you were told you believed. My dad from the black country used to wear a trilby hat. He told me it was previously Uncle Al's, otherwise known as Al Capone, the notorious Chicago gangster. Famous for his 15. black country roots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what Matt continues. I was 15 before I realised Uncle Al probably wasn't really a relative <laughs> of my dad's. Yeah. <laughs> Do you start with me, Elliot Ness? Aye, before I get me Tommy going out. You bring a gun for. Come round here if you've got a mind to. <laughs> Yes, Al Capone there, right? Authentic Al Capone. He blind us. <laughs> four, three, four. Yeah. Hi. When my hi, when my border collie, uh, we're talking about dog birthday parties. Yeah. When my border collie Flynn was thirteen. It's a border collie, one that's not quite a collie. Is that the yeah, idea? Border collie it's is like borderline. The, I may be incorrect, but I see them as the sort of sheepdog, the black and white. Oh, those ones like mm. Black Bob from the Dandy. Is it Kumbai? I think they're Kumbai. Oh yeah, I may be wrong. Yeah. When my border collie Flynn, very intelligent, the border collie, mm. was thirteen, mm. we had a sorry, we had a we had a teenage barbecue for him. <laughs> oh, a teenage! Oh, we had a gazebo up. And teenager banners. We invited other dogs. <laughs> wow! And they played pass the parcel. I'm afraid there Pots. was a fight. The dogs would have passed anything in their life apart from foul odours. Well, as Julie has explained, mm. I'm afraid there was a fight whilst yes. playing the games. But I feel a good time was had by all. Teenage dog party. God, it's a sort of a. They could play teenage dirt bag. Lovely. <laughs> For a sheepdog, it's a sort of a bar mitzvah. That's <laughs> quite hard work. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth the effort in the end. But you know, I've got to. Keep, I'll keep throwing them out there. That's how I operate. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We have a few. It might put off people who are a bit travel sick, hasn't it? Oh God, can't find that point. Yeah. Sorry, outside world, outside world. Yeah, we have a few yes. things because we've got a few ru- few things running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. As my uh, niece said to me when she was about seven, look, I've got a lot on. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes I uh, I set up a text in and no one, no one replies at all to it. They are very niche, though, sometimes. Yeah, but I'm, I'm but... fine. I'm fine with it. But it's lovely when they do because it makes me feel... Sometimes this... they have a more wide appeal, if yes. I can be blunt with you. Yeah, well, interesting and places think... you found a slog. That's every I think that's. I think that's very wide appeal, as is um, things that you were told that you then believed that turned out not to be true. Yeah. I have a good example of that. Uh, mm. Someone listening from Germany, um, Jackie in sunny but freezing Hamburg, has said, uh, when I was little, my parents uh, always got annoyed with my brother and me trying to kill each other in the car. My mum told me at a motorway service station that the baby's changing room was where parents could change their child for a better behaviour. That's a good... Uh, <laughs> that's clever. I believed it for years. And she adds three exclamation marks to that, so I believe it. 
Well, another piece of my mum's thing was that if you swallow chewing gum, it uh, it bongs your on- insides up. Mm. And and I I still would never swallow chewing gum, even though I know that isn't true. I'd still always spit chewing gum out. And it's probably for the best anyway. Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it would be a positive thing that would add to your life to swallow it. No, I don't, I don't know much about the substance. We weren't uh, allowed chewing gum. No. Does it contain gum Arabic? <laughs> That's what I'd like to Do discover. Do you know why we aren't allowed it? Because yeah. my father thought it was too American. Ama- too American, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he didn't like I it. I knew a guy who um, the idea of English people in baseball caps really annoyed him because he said that was an <laughs> oh, American yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all have to relax these things a bit, don't we? I think so. I think so. Mm -hmm. I wear a full Uncle Sam outfit sometimes. Do you? No, I don't. I don't do that. That would be ridiculous. (laughs) I would believe it of you. Okay. Um, Alfresco Mond? We've had some other ones. (laughs) People, it turns out, people's parents... Quite strange. Well, you know what Philip Larkin said. (laughs) 891 was told by his father, I think a few people have said this, that if they didn't step on the escalator step correctly oh, and if yes. they stepped on the gap, they'd be dragged under. Yes. Mm-hmm. It I took still... me a while to realise that was just a witty little prank. I don't know. I'm not 100 that that couldn't happen. <laughs> oh, come on. Good well, use is... of 100, though. <laughs> there, there is a moment where the step disappears into the grid when it becomes like a knit comb, what I think of as a mm. knit comb type arrangement. You'd need tiny feet to get stuck in that. What flat feet? Yeah. If you had flippers on, you'd be playing with fire. Oh, yeah. well, like Shrek, for example. Yeah. Or very long... You know those people in the Guinness Book of Records with nails sort of... <laughs> they go into... into coil, they coil into a thing. That's like our producer's got those. She's got very long nails. Lovely How nails. she operates a keyboard is a mystery. Lovely, those nails. <laughs> to me. Mm. I would have thought that her hands... Her nails are so long that her hands are blocking her view of the screen. I like it. Not... I like it when I see her with food. It's like a raccoon. Yes. <laughs> And I love a raccoon eating <laughs> as a as a just a thing to watch, just to relax. Sometimes I'll go on YouTube. Um, oh, Frank, that's on my algorithm. I watch those all the time. Those yeah, videos. Yeah, raccoon nor G N A W. Have you seen? Um, sorry, everyone, but have you seen the raccoon eating the grapes? No, I like them on. I like them gnawing. Do you know what I mean? Give the grapes a go. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I feel soft fruit might bring the whole thing down like a house of cards. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Five one one has texted with um, things that people believed. Uh, my husband's mother told him when he was a child that he was allergic to all animal hair. It wasn't until he was 25 that he stayed with a friend with a dog and reported to his mum that he hadn't had any ill effects, at which point she told him she'd made it up to avoid any discussion about getting a pet. Oh! <laughs> this I is find the that thing. really funny. This is the thing with these, is how long you stick with them unquestioned. Mm. Mm. That's really tickled me. Yes. Work, though, obviously. We're yeah. having, oh, I didn't. Um, I think of that. Mm. Sorry, carry on. A lot of slug-related correspondence. That's okay. <laughs> okay. You know, they're all God's creatures. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is extraordinary. Pretty fly. Mm. Hello, pretty. Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah. Kissing. Mm. I was kissing a girl at night in the woods, oh. and I'm afraid I noticed a slug on her forehead. I what? say forehead, not forehead. <laughs> yeah. That's. That is. He sure it wasn't an eyebrow. <laughs> Liam Gallagher. But if you're in the woods, I can see it could have dropped from a, a stray slug in a tree. What do they climb? I don't oh. think of them as tree climbers, do you? They slug. may not think of them as be, much more of slitherers. They yeah. may not be tree climbers. Slytherine, that's, that's their house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They may not be tree climbers, but Jackie in Hamburg is mm. a very hard-working correspondent this morning, mm. uh, says, Hi, Frank and Co. again. I go geocaching. Are oh, you yeah. both familiar with that? No. Sounds like the sort of thing Alan would know. Alan, before I explain, would you care to enlighten Frank? It's, it's almost like a mass community kind of treasure hunt where you would put a little um, 
like a capsule thing mm. and people can come along and find it using clues um, and okay. it's just out there. I've done it with the children, but I don't really understand it, but they do. Is it like Pokemon Go for the elderly? Yeah, I suppose. Okay. All the very young, I guess. It's sort okay. of little things buried in sort of various locations. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's quite okay. sweet. And, you, and I think you provide coordinates like, for people, don't it, you? It's a sort yeah. of smaller version of Kit Williams' golden hair. Exactly. Okay. So Jackie goes geocaching. Okay. And once I was reaching into a hole in a tree... Mm. I found the cash, that's the item that was placed there. I pulled it out and it was absolutely covered in slugs. Wow. Encrusted. She says it could have been worse, I suppose. I, I disagree, but I just share that with you uh, to enlighten you, re-slugs in the tree. Well, it could have been wasps. Mm. Yeah. That would have oh, been, yeah, worse. That been worse. Scorpions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about an ex-boyfriend of mine? I was lying in bed. It's all right. One I don't think he'd be in the tree. Sunday morning. Oh, we don't know. Yeah, see, I see a bit more about him. Could have been a bit <laughs> me, Tarzan, you, Jane. <laughs> and if I want a china, I do have a china. <laughs> so that was something that Benny from Crossroads <laughs> said when Reg, Reg Cottrell questioned him having a takeaway. And he said, if I want a china, I do have a china. Anyway, oh, I don't know. No, I just said... <laughs> Very and, niche reference. It was slightly. I was in bed one Sunday morning and I would say probably 15 wasps fell onto me. Oh, he, fell onto you? He had a massive nest in his bedroom. Uh, did he know about it? Well, he did then. Yeah? They fell on you. It was horrible. Mm, I don't like the sound of that. Well, they absolutely... <laughs> No, that's horrible. I had that with earwigs when I was camping once. The, it was the, the, the cone of the tent was encrusted. Oh, they were just oh, dropping off. Sickening. Yeah, they are. Um, never see any now. No, they're the 70s no, creature. Earwig nostalgia here they're on the, Absolute like Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Alan has rather neatly summarised two of the main topics that people are contacting us about this morning, which is, uh, what did you say, Al? I can't remember. What did I, I say? I can remember. You said slugs and lies. Oh, slugs and lies. Slugs That's a great and lies. So, Andrew G, for example, has got in contact. Look at me, I'm Andrew G. Lousy with... Oops. We'll find out what he's um, lousy with. OK. <laughs> Andrew G, walking home one evening... There were about 30 slugs on the pavement. There were so many. Wow. I had to tiptoe around them. Oh, talk. Oh. <coughs> it makes me sick. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, it really is. When I looked, they were all coming from different directions, but all heading towards a bus stop. <laughs> that seems unlikely that they were using public transport. <laughs> Well, they might who, have been going to a slog fest. Yeah, they had. He says, who knew where they were going? But I'd probably get the bus mm. if I were a slug. Yeah, but imagine seeing 30 slugs waiting at the bus stop. How do they get up? So they don't put the ramp down for slugs, do they? How would you, you get, the... get on top of each other for just oh, like the man, queen that, slug that to get on? That would be great. Well, are they like those baddies in Bond films and they grip the, they just hang on to the wheels? Mm. But they've got, they've got to get up there. How do the slugs get purchase? Well, that is that would have well, been a great texting. Yeah. <laughs> they are good grippers, we know that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, um, well, that's a strange, strange tale. Yeah. That's like it's some a strange from, tale. From an Arthur Machen story. Yeah. Mm. Is it? It is. Uh, we've also had a fact in. I don't want it to I be just slugs fact. and lies. I love a fact. Um, and this one's a new one to me. 906 has texted, Good morning, Frank. Did you know dash huns are also known as teckles? I'm the proud owner of a teckle called Alfred. I know it's late in the show to bring a new fact in, but did you know that? Teckles? No. Mm. I thought he was going to say they're also known as hyphen hunts. I because like dash and hyphen are uh, anyway. What does teckle? What does teckle actually mean then? I don't know, but dash huns are called it. Yeah, 
bit of slap and tackle. It it sounds, it's a very German word, isn't it? Tackle. It sounds, it sounds like it to me. I like it though. Next time I see one, I see, I see it quite a lot um, being walked. Do you see a lot of them? I'm going to say nice tackle. No, actually, (laughs) I won't. I won't say that. I don't, don't say that. I think I'm South African. <laughs> then I'll be very offended. <laughs> Can we say dash means badger? So it means literally badger dog. Does it? Don't really? say that either. No, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say just anything. Don't say anything. Why don't I just wind up the whole <laughs> kitten caboodle? Um, well, that's the text out that. <laughs> Six one four is us. Ask Frank when he says "get out" at the end of the show. Is he the demon in the Amityville film? Um, what are your references? No, oh. no. the answer to that. Yeah, we've cleared that up. I've never seen the uh, Amityville uh, horror, etc. I must. Say, I don't like horror films because I lie awake at night, frightened in the dark. I'm going to be completely upfront about why I don't watch horror films. Much appeals to me about them, but I don't like lying awake, frightened at night in the dark. No. Okay. Mm. Anyway, coming up next is Danielle Perry. I don't have a, a jingle for Danielle, but uh, uh, she'll have to settle you can sing for one. I'm going to sing it. <laughs> Danielle is on the next show. Ooh. <laughs> I advise you listen to there you must go. Anyway, um, that's it. Thanks for listening to us this morning. Thanks for your fabulous contribution. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out of Amityville forever. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.